Dan's Driving Double Feature presents Howling 2 and 7-2, episode 17, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Howling 2, Your Sisters of Werewolf, and Howling New Moon Rising. That would be Howling 7. I'm your host, Dan. How how y'all doing? Let us dive right in here. What do we got going on in Howling 2? Oh, um, the, uh, uh, what's his name? Ben? Is it? Mr. White. Uh, Reb Brown and Jenny are about to be shown by Christopher Lee, um, the, the death of Karen, uh, Mr. White's sister, uh, when she becomes a werewolf. Listen to this. So yeah, so so there, there was this minute, and this minute, yeah, is um, you know, extension of what we see at the end of the Howling, and maybe um, a bit cheaper than what we see in the Howling, and maybe not quite the same quality as what we see in the Howling, but we do see the yes, indeed, uh, Ben's uh, sister, um, D. Wallace is is shot, yeah, and killed. Uh, there she's becoming a werewolf, although her um, although she got the, she does have that strange thing where her um. Her, uh, when, when you see her on the ground, you see, like, her, um, uh, you know, she, she's got, you know, hairy face and everything, but her, um, her, uh, her, her legs and her hands haven't seemed to, they're not hairy. Um, and that's, that's, that's kind of too bad, you know, when you've got the, Rob, is it Botten? I've never said his name out loud. Boat and Botten? You know, you have his um, absolutely wonderful effects for, for, for the howling. And now you have this this person who, she's, it's, she doesn't have a werewolf mask on, but her hands aren't hairy. Well, maybe the top of her hand is hairy, but most of her hand, it's supposed to be all hairy all the way around. And her legs clearly on it. I mean, you can see her the way she's down on the floor. You can see her legs up to her, her, her thighs, and they're not um, hairy at all. So, I mean, maybe maybe certain werewolves have the ability to change in certain ways like i you know i can i can uh i can change from you know my feet up you know or from like my arms in or my head down maybe that's what she's doing maybe if you you could see her chest her chest would be hairy and it goes to the chest and then spreads out to the arms and down through the 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 pelvic uh um uh nebula and then down the legs and stuff but it is um it is kind of funny because it's one of those moments when I'm looking at it on the screen here, and Red Brown is looking at it, and obviously, as you heard, he doesn't believe it. And it's 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 pretty violent, but, but also slightly goofy at the same time, because yeah, she is not, she's not changing into a full-on werewolf. She's just changing into a woman dressed as a newsreader with a werewolf f- a face. And I honestly get the feeling that when we're looking at the when he's looking at the the image, and there's sort of like a bit where like a steady cam. I don't know where the hell the steady cam came from. 
Did you notice that in the in the scene? That um, it's meant to be what we're meant to be looking at is um, the the like the raw news footage um, of it, and uh, and uh, you you could have edits in it if it's being done. You know, if the director is up there saying cut to camera two, camera three. But there's something about like the fact that the moment the shooting is going on, the director's still up there going, keep it rolling, camera two, camera three, get the steady cam out. We're gonna go in stuff like that. I mean. I, I can I can um I can almost have by I can I I'm not gonna go through every moment oh maybe I should I'm not gonna go through every moment of the um of the news feed maybe maybe every moment is justified you know maybe um uh, I, I I don't know why in a studio like that they would have a steady cam though that doesn't make any sense at all they'd have two maybe three of the big cameras pointing at the people I mean um and especially this this if if what is the howling meant to take place? Is it meant to take place in 1980? Because obviously this is taking place. Obviously, that, that never occurred to me, the timeline on that. Because the howling is, it is very 1980. And this is the funeral for the gal who gets killed at the end of the howling that we're, we're kind of enmeshed in right now. But this is very mid-80s. That didn't occur to me, starting the movie so quick after it. How does that... Um, Hmm. How does that affect it? Are we in 1980 or are we in 1985? Because it looks like we're in 1985, just in the same way it looks like we were in 1980. At least the um, the Friday Thirteenth were made so quickly, one right after the other, that they uh, kept that in mind. And obviously, like I say, Halloween Two, you know, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill are going to keep that in mind as as they're doing that, as I'm sure Rick Rosenthal did. But yeah, this just ends up looking weird. <laughs> this and yeah, I. I think if it hadn't done a steady cam thing and like just one of the big cameras had pushed in a bit to see kind of look over, um, like maybe the director had said, "Hey, you know, Tom on camera two, keep see what's happening, see if she's okay. Let we need to see if she's okay." And he pushed the camera in, but suddenly like one of the cameras that's recording it suddenly becomes a steady cam and kind of like goes up and around the desk and sees her dead on the floor, and um, there wouldn't be a steady cam in there that someone would have that. No. I take it back. There might be a steady cam in there, but there wouldn't. I don't think there'd be a. St- Maybe there would. I mean, how many? I mean, like I grew up watching, you know, local news at six six thirty kind of thing, um, uh, you know, in Rochester, New York, and I don't ever remember anything, you know. But you, you know, you had two cameras on the main desk. You had a camera on the weatherman. You had a camera on the sports person or whatever like that. You know, you probably had three or four cameras, but you didn't have anything that. Um, if I mean, if you had a camera that wasn't pointed at the main people, they had like chroma key on it or something like that and uh, and uh you didn't i'm sorry i'm going on way too long about the steady cam but it looks i mean it it looks like um it it looks a bit like a it looks a bit little bit less professional than say um uh max's um plays in rushmore his version of, like scorpio and stuff like that it looks it looks a little like it it just the, like the the newscaster set thing behind her it looks like they just threw it up Makes a giant poster border, piece, big couple pieces of drywall they painted or something. It it, it does look cheap. Uh, there's there's decent chaos going on. They're running around and they're, they're shooting it when she gets shot. It's it's nicely done and and it is harrowing. Like I said, you can see Ben sees it's harrowing as as does as does Jenny. Um, but it's just the weird transformation. <laughs> only only transformed from the neck up to prove a point. The weird transformation and the the. The steady cam, and again, I don't mind the 
there's every good chance that the director could have been up there saying, okay, keep keep cutting back and forth. But but the thing about something like the cast we see is like maybe one of the people on the cameras like ran away and the camera turned. You know, so when we see some of the chaos, people running around, you know, that could just be some, go to camera two. Ah, crap, there's nothing there. Go to camera three, you know. Uh, but I don't know. But that's the whole thing, and obviously yeah, Ben doesn't believe it. And um, uh, But it is true, unfortunately. His sister was a werewolf. Or she's a werewolf from the neck up. And, and then it ends with uh, uh, Christopher Lee holding up a bunch of shots of the woman, the, the killer werewolf woman. We saw leading, leading the bikers into the warehouse. And uh, Jenny begins to mention where she saw them, which was at the funeral. So after the funeral. So, yeah, that's pretty much what's going on here. Just, um, I am wondering if part of this is them sort of thinking, this was still early days of home video, so I'm wondering if this is them thinking, well, a lot of people won't have seen Howling for five years, so they're not going to remember exactly what went on. Whereas if they did that now, they'd have to be spot on when they recreated it. But that could have been it. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so I'll stop talking about that. Um, because, yeah, there's, there's not much, much going on there. But I'm still that is so that's so crazy when you like you see her body on the ground with the bullet holes in it, werewolf head, possibly hairy hand, but legs smooth, smooth as a baby's bottom. Uh, I wonder if she shaved her legs right before, like like that day, like if she knew she was gonna do that, if she gave her legs shave. I think she's wearing uh, stockings, pantyhose of some variety there. But I wonder if she did that. Maybe to sort of um, show, like, this is how hairy I become, and this is how, you know, smooth, not really hairy. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. Howling New Moon Rising. Where were we? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, the uh, the policeman just got the priest's name, and the priest's name is John, and the policeman is going to ask the priest something now. It's getting late. It's 12.45, and I'd really like to take a rain check on the rest of the story. Not that it's not interesting. I just think it's a tad more than I'd expected. And I'd like some time just to kind of think it through. Inspector, much work needs to be done. I understand it. It has my utmost priority. But I really must go. Where, sir? To the nearest bar. I just got tired of the whole L.A. scene. Decided to get out. Ted not important. I'm sorry I asked. Pat? Well, you coming back to the motel? Yes, he is. Oh. Well, so we know it is late at night. And again, we can ask the question of how long the policeman and the priest have been talking because they've been talking for at least over 24 hours, which could be why the the policeman is tired. Unless, as I mentioned last time, unless they're, they are on two different timelines here. Unless, uh, unless the, the pre... I mean, the way it's edited together. <clears throat> I mean, this is the first time the priest and uh, policeman one has had, like, an ending to it, right? To the nearest bar. I, he can't go to Harriet... Uh, he can't go to Pioneer Town, uh, Harriet and Pappy's, because it's closed, which is too bad. I do like the looks on, on the priest's face when he's like, he kind of makes it like grumpy and, what do you mean? I'm telling a good story here. Yeah, well, you're telling the story of Howling 5. You know, I rented that back in 89. Okay, come up with a new one. 
Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, as I, I'm not going to go into it too much here, but there's not, there's not really much to go into in this, in this scene. The first half of it is with the priest and the policeman. The second half is with, um, Tad, the lady whose name I forget, and Bob. And Bob is the guy with the glasses, not, not the big, um, Brock. Is that his name? The big guy is the other guy with the glasses who you see playing guitar, uh, sometimes up on the stage. <clears throat> And he has a real, like, scared or strange look on his face. And he says, are you coming back to the motel? And he's like, eyes wide, light shining on his face. Um, yeah, and as I mentioned, I, I, I could talk for ages about the what is going on with the time difference between... Because if, if, if I remember correctly, yeah, very soon we will get more of, in the morning, the priest and the policeman, the P and the P, talking together. Um, but they have apparently been talking for over 24 hours which is amusing um unless they haven't so anyway what else happens in this minute um uh yeah yeah so we so we know the uh, i like this has uh, you know this is the utmost importance whatever the hell it is as as, as the has the priest got anywhere near a point to the story, yeah, I mean, yes, a werewolf, sure, but then, but then he's suddenly in Hungary. He's four hundred years ago, five hundred years ago. Then he's in present day with the the, uh, the Hungarians in a blizzard, and <clears throat> bring it more down to earth. Well, of course, the priest did find that dead body in in the dirt at the beginning, and the sand at the beginning. So, or the policeman did, one of them, somebody did, I did, um, and then yeah, the second half of the minute is um, carrying on from the. Um, What's brought you to Pioneer Town now? Uh, I just got a whole sick of the whole LA scene. I mean, I'm wondering too if that was meant to be something like, where, where maybe when you hear her say in the previous, what, what's well, I forget what the exact line is. What's, what is it that brings you to Pioneer Town now? And then it kind of there's a bad sort of not not a bad cut, but just sort of a sort of oh hey why did you cut there? I wonder if it was meant to like cut to him, uh, them walking, and then you hear him saying, I just got sick of the whole LA scene. And uh, she's sorry she asked. So um, there you go. And yeah, and then Bob shows up, and and uh, she she sends him sends Ted on his merry way, gives him a little kiss, sends him on his merry way. And uh, Ted doesn't seem too happy to be talking to Bob right about now. Oh, Bob! I wonder why why he did that. Why he didn't just walk on by if he sees the two of them standing close to another one and talking like that. I mean, I guess maybe he's not so smart. I guess I don't know. I thought Bob seemed like the smarter one of the guys, um, but it's stuff that we haven't really we haven't really met anyone. Probably not even the the P and the P, you know, no one, not even Ted. We have we haven't met anyone. We just it we're seventeen minutes in and we've just got like a series of like like every twenty to thirty seconds there's like a new little vignette or something thrown at us, and with some of the accents and some of the sound recording, it, you have to really pay attention to what's happening, which isn't a terrible thing, but you know. When you've seen the film as many times as I have, you know, it's a, it's a hoot. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so the next moment will be, it'll be um, Ted and Bob talking and maybe some more of the P and the P, or maybe we'll go to the morning. Uh, maybe we'll get, oh my gosh, a werewolf attack, huh? We got a goofy werewolf over in Howling 2, and we have no sign of a werewolf yet, really, in Howling New Moon Rising. So, um, yeah, yeah, he's... um. Obviously, they didn't stick Clive Turner to some sort of thing where it's like, we need a werewolf attack in the first 10 minutes, and then another one by 20 minutes in. 
No, you know, he says, just, just do what you want and just edit it how you want. Boy, this is some strange editing in this movie, isn't it? But I am, I am glad that, that that scene actually sort of got a punchline to it. Um, although I doubt we're going to see a shot of the policeman sitting in the bar having a little drinky. Anyway, <clears throat> that was, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was Howling 2 and Howling 7 minutes 16. Big minute, in a strange way, over in Howling 2. And not much going on. In, in Howling 7, but um, there could be soon, there could be some good comedy in the next minute. You know how Clive goes. You know how Clive goes, folks. Clive can ooh, spit on a dime. Spit on a dime. Spit on a dime. Clive can, he'll bring the comedy if he needs to. We'll see you next time. But uh, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, listen to this. Listen to this.